as is often the case with these stories. I don't remember what mm. was preached on. Um, yeah. I don't remember what we, we we sang. I don't remember. I don't remember anything about the particular night there, other than I, I kind of came face to face with the reality that I was far from God. Mm. Yeah. As much as I thought that what I was doing, as much as I thought um, the boxes that I was checking off yeah. were honoring to God and advancing yeah. the kingdom of God, I recognized in that moment very clearly that that I was I was I was not walking. Mm. Uh, with the Lord, and because of that, I was I was a detriment to the kingdom of God, and I was yeah. I was actively fighting against it. Welcome to Stone by Stone, a show where we tell the stories about how God is building the lives and the ministry of the people at Temple Baptist Church in Ruston, Louisiana. I'm Jacob, your host, and today on the show, we have Andrew Thompson. Uh, Andrew grew up here at Temple, and he studied at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, and he's currently serving as a youth pastor in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, he's in town for spring break, and uh, maybe for a little bit longer. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> we'll see as the... Uh, COVID-19. Strange times. Yeah. yeah and, and, and if you're listening to this later, uh, this is um, one of the days of the self-isolation for COVID-19. And so uh, we have some extra time that yeah. we can sit down and record this. And so, Andrew, man, we're thankful uh, to have yeah, you on the I'm, show. I'm pumped to be here. I've, uh, I've been listening. <laughs> All right. I, you know, I haven't been here. I've been listening yeah. to the Stone by Stones. And, you know, what's been really cool to me is is most of the people that y'all have had on yeah. have actually been people that I, I know personally, knew nice. personally while I was here. So it's been really cool to see how God is continuing to use some of the people who are really formative in my life um, and hearing their stories. so yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to be here. Honored to be here. Awesome. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Well, Andrew, uh, why don't you start off, uh, tell us a little bit about your early life. Uh, tell us sure. about your family. Tell us okay. about your salvation and yep. uh, just some things about that. Yeah. So I, I tell people I'm from Ruston. I, I actually grew up for until about fifth grade in Texarkana. Um, live there, live there, you know, for elementary school before we moved to Ruston. But I tell people because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I came to faith here in Ruston. Right. I, uh, I I consider myself to have grown up in Ruston. I tell people I'm from Ruston. I'm from Temple. Temple's my home church. Uh, but yeah, y- y'all may know some of my family. Uh, Riley and Connor Thompson are both in the college ministry here. Well, R- Riley's about to graduate um, with his master's. So he's, he's maybe, I don't know if he's as involved perhaps as yeah. my youngest brother, Connor. Uh, my parents, uh, Ann and Rusty, are, are involved here, and my my grandmother, uh, Peggy Thompson, actually still attends regularly. Yes. So uh, this this is this is home. I love it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So a little bit about kind of my upbringing, my my coming to faith in in the Lord. I uh, like I said, I grew up in in Texarkana. Mm-hmm. Uh, the church that I, I was at while I was there was Beach Street First Baptist Church in nice. Texarkana, Texas. Was was there a beach? There was no beach, okay. which was kind of a hmm. bummer and a little bit of a misnomer. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, grew up there. They had an Awanas program there. Does does any? I don't. I don't know if Awanas is even a thing anymore. You know, it, is, it is some places. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we had a choice for for uh, programming for yeah, children. Yeah. yeah, we had Sparks. So I was a Spark growing up, and in, in, in nice. this whole program, you, you got like a little vest you had to right. wear every Wednesday night. Yeah, and you had these these crowns that you would clip into the vest. Yeah, and, why didn't and you, you? Why didn't you wear that today? I honestly don't know if my mom has it. She might have it, knowing my mom somewhere. But you get these crowns, and you get, like have to memorize scripture yeah, and you snap yeah, in sure. the little jewels. Absolutely. And I, 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 I was one of the, I was pretty good at scripture yeah. memory as a young child. Uh, so yeah. I, I really prided myself yeah. in having a pretty Flex decked on that, out. Man. Yeah, yeah, I had a decked out vest. But no, um, yeah. So I, I was, I was super involved in the church. My parents, my parents were incredible. Yeah. Um, influences in my life still are today yeah. but but they were you know i think not unlike a lot of people who probably listen to this podcast mm. uh, 
my parents had me in church every single week mm. and and you know obviously that's that's a a huge benefit that's yeah. an awesome thing so i learned a lot about the bible i learned yeah. a lot about scripture i learned a lot uh, from my sunday school teachers from my awanas teachers uh from playing upwards basketball mm-hmm. and I, I i honestly couldn't tell you when but at some point i i quote unquote gave my life to yeah. jesus you know yeah. um and i remember getting baptized yeah. um and i i got baptized with one of my best friends at the time um, and and I remember my mom asking me if I wanted to get baptized with with my friend, or I mm-hmm. wanted to wait a week. And, and my family was going to be in town. Uh, yeah. and of course, you know, I'm a young young guy. I wanted to get I wanted to get baptized with somebody, so I got baptized with my with my best friend. Nice. And I remember the wa- the water was super cold. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people have that story that the water was super cold when they it's got just, baptized. It's not something you think about. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, this is going to be a great thing, and right. you get in and <laughs> oh, it was it was Ice. brutal. I, yeah. That's what I remember about it. Um, <laughs> And I can say with confidence now that, that, that there was no there was no hard change okay. in that in that experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I was always a good kid growing up, always in church, had all the answers. You know, I was I was the I was the Awanas guy, right, uh, right. And and I just don't remember a lot about about kind of up to sixth grade year mm. of my life, um, like specifics of of how the Lord used me or anything like that, because I I, I don't. I wasn't saved. Yeah. Um, moved to Ruston going yeah. into sixth grade year. Went to A. Phillips. Shout out to my bull pups. Uh, <laughs> went to A. Phillips from seventh or from sixth through eighth grade. And and just kind of the norm. We got plugged in at Temple yeah. at that time. Uh, some of the kids ministry stuff um, was, was involved here a lot. VBS um, one year, my, my sixth grade year. And then uh, got into the youth group and Jason was actually right. the youth pastor nice. when I when I first got wow. into man that that dates me a little bit, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah no he he was the youth pastor when I came in and I remember you know we went paintballing uh, that first summer and then he wow. then he moved up yeah and you had a couple of interims and then Casey Williams came in and so right. he was my youth pastor from like um, eighth through junior year of high school okay um, but I remember distinctly freshman year okay. of high school at Ruston High. I started to re- looking back on it. I can see it really clearly um, how how the the sinfulness mm. of of my character, the sinfulness mm. of my flesh, started to manifest itself in a lot more tangible ways. Yeah, um, and you know, I started talking different. I started uh, looking at things uh, that yeah. I shouldn't be looking at. I, I, I really started to to look more like the, my friends around me mm. who who were you know of the world. You know, yeah. freshman year of high school, some some of that stuff really starts to hit the fan, right? Yeah. And I can look back and see how I was I was not living for Jesus very clearly. Yeah. Um and it was the summer after my freshman year. You know, throughout all this, you know, I'm still going to church regularly. Right, right. I'm still, you know, the good kid. I still um you know, I I think everybody who looked at me would have would have seen me as that. Um but I I wasn't, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um and we went to Glorieta, New Mexico. The the for Mm-hmm. the summer after my freshman year of high school. And and I don't, as is often the case with these stories, I don't remember what mm-hmm. was preached on. Um, yeah. I don't remember what we, we, we sang. I don't remember, I don't remember anything about the particular night there other than I, I kind of came face to face with the reality that I was far from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it shocked me, right? Yeah. Like, like it shocked me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought I was good, you know, like I, I, I had done all the right things. Yeah. Um, but man, you know, J- James 4, 4 is, is a verse that has kind of resonated with me that I share a lot is, you know, that, that friendship with the world is hostility with God. Yeah. 
And and looking back on my life as I process what happened to me on this night, you know, in the mm-hmm. years to come, like that was that was me. Like yeah. I was I was as much as I thought that what I was doing, as much as I thought um, the boxes that I was checking off yeah. were honoring to God and advancing yeah. the kingdom of God, I recognized in that moment very clearly that that I was I was I was not walking. Mm. Uh, with the Lord, and because of that, I was I was a detriment to the kingdom of God, and I yeah. was I was actively fighting against it. And so that that moment, like like a wave of emotions, recognized that I was yeah. I was nowhere near mm-hmm. God, and I had no hope of closing the gap right. Yeah. And and the Lord, you know, the Lord changed my heart that night. He yeah. saved me. Um, the Lord, he 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 gave me new desires. And you know, obviously, you know, uh, I still fight back against those new desires quite a bit. Absolutely. But um, I, I can yeah. see it. You know, I have the I have the benefit of being able to look back and see. You know, a lot of people who give their faith to 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 the Lord early on in yeah. life can have wrestle with that question of yeah. you know, like I don't I don't remember mm-hmm. before Christ. Right. Um. So man, I, I'm. I'm grateful that I can look back and see, you know, how my my heart was was manifesting its sinful, sinful nature in very clear ways, yeah. and I know that the Lord saved me of that. Yeah. So I came to faith in Jesus there. Yeah, that's um, good. What do you have to say to the person that maybe has a similar story? Maybe they have an experience that they look back on. Um, where where let's just say maybe for the benefit of maybe that was their true salvation experience, absolutely. But, but they they are, um, they know they're not living, um. In, in the right way. They know they're not honoring God with their thoughts, with their actions. They're, they're living a life, like you said, that characterized mm-hmm. you um, that's far from God. Maybe they don't want Absolutely. to come forward. Maybe if the Spirit has revealed to them that they're not truly safe, that they're embarrassed to come mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. or um, they, they're they fearful of what others may think because, you know, like you said, most people would have looked at you and said, yeah. hey, man, he, he's doing the right things. If anybody's a Christian, it's Andrew. So, man, what... What, what do you have to say to that person, whether that's a youth or, yeah. or a college student, young adult? or Yeah, anywhere, absolutely. Yeah. One, I think it's really important for, for if, if somebody does have that question yeah. to to really, really dwell on, you know, what what is more important? First mm. of all, is it, is it more important for me to be in right standing with God? Yeah. Or good. is it more important that the people around me see me in a certain way? Wow. Right. So if you get past that, the, mm. it eliminates some of the some of the fear, some of the, the insecurities about going down and people looking at you funny. Yeah. Um, that's kind of step one for me. I would I would say, uh, step two, man. I, I think, I think being able to look at your life. If you can look at your life, like conviction is such a such a mm-hmm. an important thing. Like I think if if the spirit of God is convicting you that you aren't living the way that you should be living, um, especially if you believe you've given your life to Jesus, um, man, just start walking in what the spirit mm-hmm. you, you know you should, the way you should be walking. Um, I think I think sometimes. Sometimes we convince ourselves that because we're not living out our walk, we must not be saved. But man, if the Spirit of God is because because that was something that was interesting about my freshman year. Okay, um, I don't I don't ever remember feeling convicted okay. by the Spirit of yeah, God. That's a good. Point. I remember good hearing point. God's word, and, and you know, you get into like who that's knows, who, like like the Spirit can obviously convict <clears throat> sinners. Um, right, right, right. But but. I don't. I was more embarrassed about the sinful things I was doing my freshman year from from other people finding out. Yeah, um, and that was what made it so remarkable to me on the night when the Spirit mm. of God kind of opened my That's eyes. Because um, it was no longer a fear that my youth pastor was going to see me a certain way. It was no mm. longer a fear that my my parents were going to mm. see me a certain way. It was a realization that God sees me. Wow, and I, I'm not hiding from Him. Wow, uh, and and. You know, so that was a very unique experience. And so, people who give their lives to Christ, you know, at, at like VBS, mm-hmm. uh, man, that's that's 
there's a reason we share the gospel of VBS because yeah, we believe that the Lord can save children, yeah, right? Definitely. Um, and He does all the time, and it's amazing. Um, I think that that I, I always, when people talk about you know giving their life to Christ at a young age, I'm like, oh, Amen, yeah. awesome. That's that's that is what the Lord does. Yeah. Um, Rest in that reality. Don't 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 continuously question your salvation. Just start living the way that you know you're called to right. live. Like God, God doesn't hide, you know how we're supposed to live. Yeah. Um, he He makes it very clear. You know, we're swear to we're to pursue looking more and more like Jesus every yeah. day. And and you have to go to the gospels to find out what He lived like. Yeah. And so just read the gospels um, yeah. and and lean into living the way you know you're called to live. That's Be good. holy because God is holy. Yeah. Um, and and. You know, I think we all know what we're supposed to live like. Yeah. And I think that the Lord will make it very clear. If yes. we pursue living like Jesus, he'll make it very clear whether or not we actually have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, the Spirit will make that, that yeah. clear to us. Yeah. So that that's kind of the way that I've, the route I've gone. Um, mm. And that, that's what I would say to somebody who's who's wrestling with that. Pursue living like Jesus, yeah. and, yeah. and and you'll get you'll get answers. Yeah. Right. Into that. Hey, so um, so so you were saved. So that's your freshman year. Freshman year. Your freshman year. Summer, after summer after going after into my summer, sophomore year. Going into your sophomore year. All right. And then uh, you you obviously are serving in ministry. You studied mm-hmm. at seminary, so you obviously uh-huh. experienced a call to ministry. And so talk us through that. Sure. Uh, tell us when that happened, and tell us maybe the the course of time that it happened. And um, man, just just you yeah. know, because sometimes you know it's it's a maybe a supernatural experience, or maybe it's a kind of a rational conclusion that yeah. you come to. Uh, was it like a sermon that was preached or scripture you're reading one day, sure. and you're like, man, I know I'm supposed to be in ministry. Just kind of talk us through how that. Okay, how that absolutely. Um, I, I, starting off, like I, I think a lot of people probably know uh, <laughs> Dr. Reggie's story because he yeah. shares a lot from the pulpit, right? right? Um, and his was very much an, an instant of supernatural yes, revelation yes. from God. That, hey, yeah. this is where you're supposed to go. He went down to the front and, you know, the, he was preaching the next week. Isn't that the way the yeah, story goes? He was preaching right. the next week. Um, and, you know, I think that's the way that the Lord calls people often mm-hmm. um, is with the moment of revelation. But that's not the only way that people call right. uh, or that God calls people to ministry. And I was not called that mm-hmm. way. Um, the Lord, the Lord used a a, a process in my life. Um, so I came to faith in 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 Jesus the summer after my freshman yeah. year, going into sophomore year. I got the opportunity to preach. Um, actually, my sophomore year. Uh, I don't even remember what I preached on. You know, most people I feel like can probably remember the first passage they preached on. I don't remember yeah. what I preached on. Um, and I, I don't think it was that great. Yeah. I think it's really short, right? Uh, but but I was given the opportunity, and I was continuously given opportunities right. to serve in ministry. And the Lord used um, these opportunities to really cultivate a heart for ministry yeah. in me. And so, you know, through, through the course of high school, I, I got the opportunity to, you know— um, First priority was a club back then. Yep. We got to share the gospel in the schools. I got the opportunity to share the gospel to my peers. I got the opportunities to speak at FCAs. Um, I got the opportunities to preach. I got the opportunities to, in, in small group Bible study, lead a little bit. Um, and I got the opportunity to, to you know, walk walk with with my peers, mm-hmm. um, walk out our faith together. Yeah. And man, that just that just gave me a heart for discipleship. Um, and, and the Lord used these opportunities to give me a, a profound sense that He was calling me into vocational ministry. Yeah. Um, another a, a particular verse that sticks out when you mention that, um, you know, the the, the class, First Peter three fifteen, right? Mm-hmm. Like like always be prepared to give a defense yeah. of the hope that yeah. is in you. Right. Um, I came across that verse 
after I got saved and, you know, it, it was in my own personal devotion. Okay. Yeah. I know that's a popular verse that people quote all the time, um, but I wasn't exposed to it that way, at least not in a way that it resonated with me. And so I came across that verse, in my personal devotion, and, and it, it put me on a path to, to growing apologetically. Um, I, I had a passion for learning more about God, being able to defend my faith. Um, and, you know, I was able to, as much as I could, you know, I was, I had, I had peers that struggled with, with, with their faith in, in God, yeah, yeah. um, and able to walk with them through some of that. Um, and you know, that, so that set me on a track of, of being impassioned about learning more about God, um, and, and being able to provide a defense for why I believe what I believe. Yeah. Um, and so, so throughout high school, God did that. And so by the time I graduated from high school, I had a profound sense that I wasn't going to be, I wasn't going to be content doing anything but right, right. vocational ministry. Sure. Like I knew that was where the Lord was calling me. And so it was actually at orientation of freshman year at Louisiana Tech. I was, right. I'd been trekking towards going into engineering the whole time, right? My dad was an engineer at Tech. Yeah. Uh, and that was just kind of the game plan from the earliest I can remember. And I went to orientation for, for freshman engineering and... I don't remember who talked. One of the deans talked, and they talked me out of going into engineering. Basically, that wasn't what they were trying to do. Yeah, but that's yes, what it so. did for me, right? <laughs> uh, and I remember, I remember leaving that and calling my parents, saying, "You know what? Uh, I know I'm going to seminary. Um, I'm going to go into business." So I went into business finance um, and tried to leverage my time at Tech towards getting getting a degree that I knew was going to be universally useful. Yeah, um, sure. So I had that awareness going in. Sure. Uh, knowing that I was going to seminary was going to be the next step. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, I transitioned into into finance, and and I got I continued to get opportunities and mentors and people in my life that that encouraged me in ministry and affirmed affirmed the mm-hmm. way the Lord was using me. The Lord, um, I believe the Lord blessed some of my some of my earliest ministry opportunities um, yeah. to to further solidify the yeah. calling He was placing on my life. Not you know, I. Everybody's called a ministry, yeah. Um, but but I just got a, I had a piece about vocational ministry, sure. And so I, that was that was what the Lord did to to convince me of my calling was it was it was a process. It was it was the Lord affirming my ministry through 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 blessing my ministry mm-hmm. in little ways and and through giving me a, a heart for ministry, a love of His Word, and and sending mentors and and people who could affirm me in my calling and yeah. and 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 help shape my calling. Yeah. And so that that was my process. That was that was how Very the cool. Lord called me and you know I'm completely convinced of it. That's one yeah. thing like you have to be if you're going into ministry. And I've real look I'm young. I haven't been in this for long. <laughs> but man, mm. already like like I I've had to rest in the fact that the Lord has called yes. me. Yes. Um, and that's huge. Yeah, absolutely, man. And so that's cool because I don't know at this point how much, you know, I shared my story um, in this format, but but I, I too felt a calling uh, to ministry at a, at a younger age. Well, it was, it was a little bit younger for me, but but I, I say all, I too made the decision to um, come and get a quote unquote secular degree. Yeah. Um, it's funny, I just not thinking about it. I actually started off in engineering as well. So really? No offense to <laughs> whoever was giving those speeches. Hey, one, of my, <laughs> one of my dearest friends is actually a biomedical engineer working yeah. in full time ministry right now. Right, there you go. And, and, and I give him a hard time about that. But yeah. but because he he 
he sweat blood to get that engineering yes. degree, and then yeah. he went straight to seminary. <laughs> yeah, I think it just kind of weeds weeds out those who 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 know are they're not called to engineering and serving yeah. that way. But um, but but for me, then I changed the math education, and so where, where my path differs from yours is I graduated and uh, began teaching, and that's okay. just the route that the Lord yeah. called me to. You know, um, again, I because because you graduated and went straight to seminary, right? Yes, yeah, yes. And so my 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 route was graduating, and then I worked um, in the quote unquote secular world. Um, for four years, and so it's just cool to see how how the Lord leads each of us differently. Yeah, Amen. Why? That's for Him to know. I can't answer that. <laughs> yeah, right, you're right. exactly right, and I don't believe it's my business to know. Yeah. Um, I just trust, and, and, and at every moment, um, have, having to be faithful to whatever He calls. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. so you answered, you were faithful to what he was calling you to do, which was immediately graduate and go uh, to seminary. And I believe that I was faithful in what God called me to do, Absolutely. which was to um, and go in the workforce and, and teach some knuckleheads for a couple of years. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It, it was a great experience. Yeah, uh, that's treasured. awesome. That's awesome. So you had another experience that happened during college. Uh, that yes. was Jen Send. You spent a summer in yes. Chicago. And so... Uh, some people may not be familiar with what that is. So tell Absolutely. us what Gen Send is. Uh, tell us how you got involved with it. And sure. tell us a little bit about that summer. Yeah. So uh, Gen Send is a, a North American Mission Board summer program where they send they send college students who want to leverage their time over the summer in investing in, you know, major cities that the, the North American Mission Board has kind of selected as yeah. target cities. And uh, it, it's changed a good bit over the last several years. Yeah. So, so when I went... It was the first year that they did like a, a, a wide launch. Okay. So like anybody who wanted to sign up for, for GenSend, sign up, uh, go through the, I guess it was like an application process yeah. we had to go through. And uh, they sent teams and they were big teams when I yeah. went. And so the 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 reason that I went, I went the summer after my freshman year. Yeah. And tell and, put a date on that for us. Do you remember the date on that summer of... Yeah, that would have been summer of 14. Summer of 14. Yes, okay. yes, because right. I graduated high school in 2013. Okay. Um, so, yeah, summer of 14. And I had, throughout my freshman year, known that I wanted to give give my summer um, to go do something. Like, Lord, like, show me what you want me to do. Um, and I, I was kind of open to anything, right? Yeah. And... So I, you know, I I applied to a couple of these summer camps, um, and and was you know trying to just let the Lord lead me. Right. Um, really not sure where He was calling me to go, what He was calling me to do, and then Casey, Casey, you know, he he, I don't know if he still does. He yeah. used to have like the big Gen Sin Wednesday mm-hmm. night where he announces yeah. it, and you sign up, and this was the first time he did that. Right? Yeah. And so he. He preached his message and, and said we were doing this thing, yeah. and I got approached by I don't know people. People might Lauren Slaughter, yeah. uh, now Scriber, was one of the team leaders. She was working with Casey at the time, and she had been a dear friend of mine for a long time. Um, she also went to Ruston High, and she yeah. was dating one of my best friends. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm super close to Seth, um, and so they were dating, and so I was really good friends with both of them. Lauren approached me immediately after the service. Mm. It was like, hey. You come to Chicago with me? Nice. And I knew in that moment, like it was like it was clear as day. It was mm-hmm. like, yes, I'm going. I am going. I haven't talked to my parents. Haven't talked to anybody. <laughs> it was. It was. It just kind of got revealed. Uh, I'm sure there had been behind doors talks amongst Casey and the staff and Casey and the interns about mm-hmm. this plan they had and the, yeah. the, how they were going to team up with the North American Mission Board to send college students. Yeah. First, I heard about it, right? Mm-hmm. And and I, I just knew in that moment, like that was what the Lord was calling me to do with my summer. So uh, I signed up and went with a team of. It was, I don't remember how many people were on the team. 
um, from Temple, but we we took at least ten. Wow, it was a big group, right? Yeah, so now I think they send like groups of like four, yes, three or yeah, four, a little bit smaller now. Um, but yeah, so we we signed up, and the whole the whole idea is you go to a city and you're assigned a neighborhood or a community, mm-hmm. and your job, at least for this first the first few years that yeah. they were doing it, was for you to scope out the community, you know, get plugged in, invest in the community. And you, at the end of the summer, you and your team had, had developed a plan for what you were going to do if you were going to launch a church, hmm. launch a church in that community. Yeah. yeah. They should um, come up with like a church yeah, planning yeah, it was like prospectus a, or yeah, something. Yeah. So church plan prospectus. That's yeah. what they called it. And pretty intimidating. You had to, you had to yeah. present it to church planters in the city no that, way. You, that were already working. Yes. Wow. At the end. And so we were, we were in Chicago with like a few other teams from different locations. So at the end of the summer, we had to all present our plans and, and the church planters offered some, you know, they would, they would. They would press you a little bit on some of your plans. Yeah. So it was it was a really good experience yeah, um, good. from that perspective. But uh, man, I I loved my summer in Chicago. Um, and, you know, it's 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 challenging because back back when when I did it, it was you just kind of got dropped off. Yeah, right. Like it was just you're you're here. Yeah. Um, find a church. Figure out what you're going to do with all your days. Um, gotcha. So some some people that works really well for. Um, other people. Like myself, honestly, myself, uh, function a little bit better when there's a little bit more of a tangible plan yeah. in place. Yeah. Um, so I grew, I grew tremendously throughout that summer, uh, mm. just being able to like, hey, Lord, we're going out, we're just gonna walk the streets, yeah. uh, lead us in whatever you want us to do. Yeah. Um, and so we, you know, it was it was a summer long of going out and and just trying to follow the Lord's direction. Wow. Um, and, and we actually got to team up with a local church. We kind of all went to different churches in, okay. the, in the area um, and and plugged in in whatever way we could, yeah. uh, served in whatever way we could, whether they were doing VBSs or or the church that I went to was actually, it was, it was funny, it was the only Baptist church I could find wow. in the area. Okay. Um, and plugged in there and started talking to the pastor there and, and like, look, hey, I'm here with a group of college students. We have a lot of energy, a lot of time. How can we serve you? Um, and we actually, we actually, they had a gym, which okay. is a big deal for a church in Chicago. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't anything special. It was like one of the, one of the, you got one, one goal and then the other side doubles as like a stage, right? Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so yeah. we, gotcha. we actually hosted or helped them host like local youth in their gym for pizza. And they uh-huh. had just brought on a youth pastor who wasn't from the neighborhood. And so mm. it can, you know. He needed to meet kids. Yeah. And so we just we just partnered up with them and were able to, you know, provide them with pizza with some of the funds we had and and we we just opened the gym and we were able to love on kids and and give, you know, help help the youth pastor kind of get his feet on the ground in the yeah. community. Yeah. Build and those interact with kids. Yeah. And then we hosted a, a movie night in one of the local parks, teamed up with uh one of the park directors in the neighborhood, and we showed Space Jam. Nice. Uh, all-time classic, right? Yeah. Uh, Space Jam in the local park wow. with families, um, and, and we were able to get some of the some of the people from the church that we were, were partnering with to come in and, like, get to interact with some of the families in their community. And, uh, and it was it was a really good experience. Yeah. Now I think they, they, they pair you up with, with churches. Yes. It, it, so it's, it's changed, and in a lot of ways it's changed in a very positive way. Yeah. But, man, I—, I I always like throughout college was was pushing people towards like do ginseng because because the thing about ginseng to me is because of the format there's there's no telling what the Lord's going to teach you you can say that about anything right but 
there's something unique about ginseng where there, there's so many variables. There's mm-hmm. like when you plug mm-hmm. into a local church um, to serve with them, there there is no telling the way the Lord is going to stretch you. Yeah. The way the Lord, you, you really can't go in with a lot of expectation, right? Um, and and if you just if you do that and you give your something to the Lord, the Lord can he can he can shape you in whatever way he sees fit. Yeah. Amen to that. Hey, shameless plug for Jensend. G E N S E N D. Jensend. Google yes. that, and then look into that. And um, so I did uh, summer summer missions through North American Mission Board. Okay, uh, yeah. summer of 2010. So it was okay. before Jensend, uh, but still Casey pushed us to to consider that. There's a whole lot of Casey. Pushing people to do stuff, which, which by the way, if you don't know Casey, um, sometimes he's referred to as the used car salesman of the um, yep. of the staff. No offense to, to car salesmen, but uh, <laughs> Casey could sell you that 1984 Pinto. He could do it, oh, and absolutely. you would be convinced that it would be the best absolutely. car, that that the best option for you. Oh, and yeah. So, um, but but. In this case, it was the 2020 Lexus that he was. I mean, it was yeah. the. Oh, yeah. He didn't absolutely. have to push that. Yeah. Oh, no, no, <laughs> so, no. This thing sells itself. That, that's absolutely. Jensen like, yeah. is an incredible opportunity for, yes. for your summers. Um, I, I would I would strongly encourage yeah, anybody looking absolutely. for opportunities this yes. summer to plug in. Obviously, this summer things might go a little yeah. bit differently. Yeah, recording in uh, was this March of 2020. <laughs> yeah, so. we're still waiting um, to figure out what's going to happen. But, but good grief. Yeah, who knows? Who knows yeah. about that? But it, it's a an awesome way to spend your summer and it, it, it leverages some time that you'll never yes. have. That was the big thing for me mm. is I know sometimes, you know, the, the thought is, well, I need to work this summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I need to, I need to make some money this summer. And I s- certainly needed to, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any college student would, but, but my, my dad actually, uh, Surprisingly, and one of the ways my dad is is unique, he he encouraged me to do this because mm, he cool. recognized, you know, as much as he was, you know, having to help me out from time to time yeah. financially, he was like, "Look, Andrew, you're never going to have another opportunity That's like good. this. Wow. You don't, you don't, you don't just have summers. Yeah, um, once you once you graduate and get into working, That's true. Um, you you can you can leverage this time to to go to an awesome wow. city and to serve the Lord." Mm-hmm. And that's that's better in my estimation than wow. than you saving up a little bit of money. What a blessing that is! Yeah, man. that is so good. Um, but there's several of you that served together that summer mm-hmm. um, that are either in uh, full time ministry. I, know, I think it's Seth and Lauren down in West Palm, mm-hmm. um, and I know there's there's several others that are just, um, you know, maybe have a quote-unquote secular job, but are very uh, mission-minded, very ministry-minded in their work. Uh, they're such a blessing to their local church and the fact that they they serve. And so what is it about that experience that you think produced um, so <laughs> many people that are now um, either in ministry or very ministry-minded in their job? Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard, it's hard to place your finger exactly on what yeah. that is. Um, I, I think for that particular group that we took to to Canada, Canada <laughs> that we took to, I've been to Canada a few right, times, right, so right, that yeah. didn't just come out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, to Chicago yeah. was, you know, when you're when you're just there, hmm. um, and you have to find opportunities yeah. to serve. Uh, man, you you get such a unique and different perspective on church when you kind of get behind the scenes in service. Yeah. Um, when you start looking for ways that because we're a bunch of young. 
full of energy, full of time, college students who were in a city and were just itching for some way to serve the local church. Not everybody has that, you know, time or energy, Um, but we were there and and having to find ways that you can serve um, can really can really shape the way that you view church in general. Yeah. Um, when you start seeing church as an opportunity for you to serve God and to serve others um, and not as like a place where, well, all these things are not just a place where you can find community, not just a place where you can, you can, you know, make friends, not just a place where you can, you can hear a good message. When you start yeah. seeing church yeah. as your opportunity to serve yeah. Um, man, it just, it, 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 it's, it's a whole new view, um, than what I think a lot of people fall into. Um, and, and I think that we just, we shared that heart on that team and it it may have come out of that experience. Probably like for me, it definitely did shape my, shape my view on service in the local church. Um, and it just stuck with me, you know, I, I haven't stopped, you know, coming back to temple, um, you know, it was now, Let's see how I can serve. Yeah. Um, let's see where I can plug in. Let's see where I can give of my time and energy That's here. Good. It's a unique. It's a unique person that that goes into new churches. Um, it's difficult. So you know, post post graduation, going yeah. out of New Orleans, um, looking for a new church home. Uh, when you go in with their perspective of, of, of where where can I? How can mm. I plug in? How can I be of service to you? Um, it makes church a lot more, yeah, um, a lot more important in yeah. in my mind. Uh, and I think I think it's just a perspective that a lot of us shared, and so you see that in a lot of the yeah. people I went to Chicago with, even now, like they got that perspective. They yeah. or they they either got it there, or they they had it, or they grew in it. Yeah, and and so they they look for opportunities to serve wherever they're at. Yeah, that's good. The verse that comes to mind, I think of Ephesians four twelve, where the Bible says that, um, and God gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherd, teachers uh, to the church, um, not to do all the work. Um, not to do all the ministry, but to equip the saints yeah. for the work of the ministry. Yeah. The saints Amen. being the average church member, mm-hmm. the, the people who are not in ministry. And so that just came to mind, and I wanted to share that. And, and um, man, what a what a blessing that is when people come to us and say, "Hey, how can I serve? I yeah. have, you know, how can I serve? Man, man, disciple me in service, whether that's in, you know, I think that what we see a lot, we see worship ministry, we see uh, Sunday school teacher, and those are great, but also in hospitality." Yeah. Um, Man, in in evangelism, you know, in, in all these, in all these areas, like man, the, this is my gift, and I want to use it to serve the church. And so, man, if you're listening, we'd certainly encourage you, yeah. um, man, pray about what the Lord has 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 gifted you with, yeah. and 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 ask Him to show you your way to serve, you know the way that he wants you to serve the church, um, but whether you're at temple or whether you're a part of any church, it doesn't yeah. matter. How can you serve the church? Because that's what God's called you to. God hasn't called us as ministers to yeah. do all the work. Uh, he's called us to, to equip you guys, an average church member to do the work of the yeah. ministry. And I think that when we, when we realize that, when we as ministers realize that, it's a huge thing, but also when our, when our church members yeah. catch on to that yeah. and realize that, man, um, man, God wants to use me in His plan yeah. uh, to disciple people. God wants to use me to to share with people in my job. God wants to use me uh, to disciple my kids. God yeah. wants to use me Amen. to lead. Um, whew, man, I think yeah. we'll see just a a, a um, man, just a new 
um, just a wind that's blowing over uh, the church in North America as we know yep. it. And so that's what we're praying for. And, and, and to that, you know, since, since you know, coming on staff at the church I'm at right now. Yes. Um, and I'm sure you'd attest to this is kind of behind the scenes at, at, at Temple here. Yeah. You know, it's easy. I think it's probably easy for church members mm-hmm. to to look at, you know, the staff or the people who are in place and leadership already and say, they got this. Yep. And I'll, I'll be here and I'll support them by being here. But a constant prayer for us mm-hmm. at our church is, man, God, raise up new leaders. Like, yes. And, and, and people don't realize that the, the amount of areas that they can serve at, even in a church like Temple, yeah. right, is is – Man, we, we, we need people. Yes. We need people who are willing to serve and plug in. And there's way more opportunities, I think, than people realize. That's and there's right. way more necessity than people That's realize. Right. That's right. Um, hey, let's, let's, let's finish up by just talking about what's currently going on in your yep. life. Um, so you you are currently you're studying at New Orleans Baptist Theological mm-hmm. Seminary. And you um, are, are continuing studying now via distance because you're serving in yes. Hattiesburg. So, um, yes. yeah, so talk us through that. What's so going I'm, on? yeah, so I, I uh, moved down to New Orleans in in the fall of 2017. Okay, um, and I was on campus for a couple of years. Um, I am getting my Master's of Divinity. All right, it was in expository preaching. Okay, since I've moved, I'm going to have to switch back into kind of just the standard Master's yeah. of Divinity. Yeah, because I can't get all the credits. More I need. flexibility. Yeah, right, right. The 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 classes that I can get, it, it'll take. It would take me. It would take me like. 10 years to graduate in expository preaching where I'm at yeah, now. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so I moved to Hattiesburg in, in early June, late May, it'll have been a year. Yeah. So I've been serving at cross point community church and it's still going to take me a couple of years to graduate. And so I'm taking, I'm taking classes either online okay. or in a, a hybrid format okay. where I have to go down to the campus, which is about an hour and a half away from yeah. Hattiesburg. Okay. So it's not that bad. Uh, I'll drive down once a month for like a Friday night, Saturday morning class. Okay. Um, and it's it's online for the rest of the time, but yeah, no, it was still still plugging away at school, uh, serving at at Cross Point Community Church in West yeah. Hattiesburg. Nice, um, and it, it's it's an awesome church. Yeah, tell I, us about I a little bit about your ministry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's a church. It was a church plant. Okay, okay, about about. I want to say it's 12, 12 years ago. Okay, they've been in the building that we're in right now for for nine years. So yeah. they were able to build. Um, so we're kind of in that stage right now where, where we're, we're figuring out the kind of that transition. One of the, mm-hmm. we, one of the, the ways that we describe it is we, we, we call ourselves a church in puberty. Kind okay. Of, kind of behind, <laughs> right? And this is, this is one of yeah. the, one of the staff members there that I work with yeah. has kind of coined this, this terminology. And I think yeah. it applies perfectly. Yeah. Um, you know, from time to time, our voice cracks from time to time. We, yeah, uh, our voice cracks. Right. Right. Like, like you, you <laughs> notice these little hiccups. So we're in this stage yeah, because, so I've come on. Um, as the student pastor in, you know, last summer, and we brought on another guy to serve as like an, an administration discipleship okay. pastor. So, so for the first time in the church's existence, we're at a, like a full staff capacity, yeah. essentially. That's great. Um, and so we're, we're navigating that, figuring that out. Um, but it, it's such, it's such a unique church. And I know most people would probably say that about their church, yeah. but I mean, we've got, we've got, it's, it's been incredible for me to, I consider it a great privilege to work with the people I, I work with right now and to get to be a part of what God is doing here because we, we have a lot of young families who are buying in yeah. and, and recognizing the role that the, kind of like you were talking about, starting to catch a vision of the role that God has for them and leading their families and leading their children right. and as a youth pastor. Uh, I need parents, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, and so to sure. have parents who are who are in that in that 
that process of figuring out what it looks like to disciple their kids yes. and, and me figuring out my role in partnering with them yeah. in the discipleship of their children yeah, that's good. Um, has been incredibly rewarding. It, it's it's tough. Yeah. Uh, I'm thankful I have uh, John Nugent kind of <laughs> on, on, I basically got him on speed dial. Uh, that's right. For for any time something doesn't go according to plan, which is a lot. Yeah, most um, of the time. I have I have one of the the greatest student pastors in the country. I can just yeah. dial up and and ask for his input on. That's right. And so that's that's really a help. Mm. And and the church staff where I'm at is really close, and so we're we're kind of all of our ministries bleed over into each other's in some capacity yeah. right now. Um, and it, it's just it's an awesome place for me. To continue to learn how to do ministry, um, I've got I've got excellent role models and all the people I work with, man. and the, the Lord's just blessed me, yeah. man. I, I I truly am grateful that that where where God saw fit to send me first, yeah. it has been such a such a seamless transition That's because great. there's there's enough to try and figure out just ministering to youth yeah. that that you know to have people there who. Who are for me and with me and, and, and like walking with me has been has been yeah. really awesome. That's good. Amen yeah. to that. Hey, uh, land the plane for us. Sure. What's uh, something that the Lord's been teaching you lately? One thing, uh, <laughs> I would say the big thing that's kind of been resonating with me yeah. over the past few weeks um, has been. It's always going to be the case, and mm-hmm. I think in, in any ministry it is. Um, my complete inadequacy mm. to do anything if the Lord doesn't move. Yeah, um, you know, as as a youth pastor, I'd like to think that if I just gave enough time to sermon prep, I'd like mm. to think if I just gave enough time to to you know planning events that that students would just begin to walk out of their faith, mm. um, and the the, the the leaders would be raised up. Yeah. And peers would start leading one another and discipling one another, um, and parents would get invested in the lives of their students. Um, mm. If I could just do things just right, mm. um, and it doesn't work. Mm. <laughs> Not that I've delivered any bomb sermons lately, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's it's just you just recognize yeah. that man, God, if you don't if you don't do something here, yeah. um, I'm just I'm just you know wasting time. Yeah. Um, and and you know that takes a lot of pressure off of me. Yes, but it it's it's tough, mm-hmm. and and it's been it's going to be a process uh, of the Lord teaching me that. I think for the rest of my life. Yeah. That that um I, I don't I don't stand a chance apart from Him and His work through me and in the, in the lives of students and, and families. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's been a big thing for me. Yeah. Um, over the last few weeks. That's good. That's good. Uh, Amen to that, man. Well, look, thank you for coming and thank you for talking on the podcast and now the the YouTube channel. And so uh, make sure to subscribe on on, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also uh, you can go to YouTube now. Just search Temple Baptist Church, Rustin, and you'll see the little playlist there, the Stone by Stone podcast. And so make sure and do that. So uh, Andrew, it's been great getting to know you. I know that we kind of missed each other in the way that we came and the way you left. And and I came about a year or so after that. And so, uh, but it's been great to, to hear your story. And I certainly know your family. So thankful yeah. for your family. They uh, invest in the life of, of my children as well. And so uh, just, just thankful for you and for them. Thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next time.